and welcome listeners. This is the Uncensored Anime Podcast. Um, I, we are your hosts, David. We have Kenny and Jerry. And this week we're going to be talking about uh, Kimi no Nawa, which is your name. And uh, that's a, that, that might be a little bit of a surprise that, ooh, for, Japanese for listeners. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to be, you know, a little... A little hey, cultured, you, you know. I've been learning Japanese. Um, yeah, Kimi no Nawa, yeah, for you listeners out there. But yeah, I know last week we talked about, we were going to be talking about Lock Horizon Season 1 and 2. Um, and maybe a little something else as a surprise. Well, the surprise is Your Name, the, the critically acclaimed movie. And instead of Seasons 1 and 2, <laughs> Jerry and I couldn't really finish Season 2. <laughs> So uh, we're all gonna be talking about season one. Uh, Kenny watched all of season and two season as well. Two, yeah. yeah, Kenny's our he's our finisher. He it's a lot of the high. same. So yeah, so uh, so that's gonna be today's episode. I um, hope you're excited. Uh, there's the, my cat in the background. He's cleaning himself. Um, <laughs> cats, dude, cats. <laughs> so before we get into first Log Horizon and then your name, is there any? news you guys want to share this week i i guess i one thing i'll say before uh, i open it up to you two um i've been uh reading ghost reaper girl um mm. no one's been watching if no one's been reading ghost reaper girl i highly recommend it oh. it's got uh four chapters out, out right now it's uh it's pretty cute um if you're into vampire night you might also be into this as well we are no, one minute in and it, we're already a vampire night. You did not say vampire night. Oh uh, my I, God. I had to. I had to. It's Love basically the like podcast. Okay? It's <laughs> basically like the way I'm seeing it. It's like Bleach and Vampire Night had a baby. Really? Is Which it, I'm all about. Is it more shonen or seinen or where do you think it falls, David? On the on the genre spectrum. I don't know. It's like I would say seinen's for little girls, right? No, seinen's for no. old men. Shonen for like shonen. young men. Oh, shoujo, shoujo's, shoujo's for, for young girls. girls. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I'd say it's more shonen. It's it's okay. got some some good action. It's like it's for younger audiences. It's right, not like right. sexualized or anything like that. That's what I was thinking. Um, but it's it's I'm into it. I think it's gonna get pretty far. I don't know about like top manga of the week or whatever, right. but it's, right. it's 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 I'm no, liking it. It's no chainsaw man. It okay. reminds me of like, I, it's no chainsaw man. <laughs> I was reading one manga that was in Shonen Jump. And I really thought it was going to be, like, the next hot thing. I was like, oh, this is going to be good. It was called, like, uh, something P2, maybe, or something like that. Ping pong. I don't know. Um, do you remember this one, Kenny? Oh, uh, Full Drive. Full Drive. Okay, yeah, it was a ping pong yeah. manga. I think and honestly, I was so into it. I was like, oh, this is going to be dope. It got canceled after, like, eight chapters. I was like, oh, no. I was like, <laughs> I was so invested. Oh. It sounds so interesting. It was going yeah, it was, through it was a... Cool. Uh, because... Kuroko's basketball had just ended, right? And they started that that golf manga about yeah, robot uh, laser ro- beam. Ro- yeah, robot laser beam. Mm-hmm. So that was the, the Kuroko guy, and Haikyuu was really popular. So yep. I think they sort of flooded with some some shonens about sports, and they just didn't get you know they didn't get picked up. Yeah, I'm about to say the ping pong one just didn't happen. So I hope Ghost Reaper Girl. Makes it longer than ping pong, that's for sure. But yeah. Longer than full I'm, drive. I'm hoping it's it's pretty good so far. You like this, so. but I mean, if if a shonen has a strong start like that, it can last a long time. You know, without even if it's yeah. not like yeah. a forever type of show, uh, you can look at shows like, um, gosh, what was that? Uh, Zinamar, uh, hmm. the one about Hinamaru Zumo. It was like a sumo manga. Lasted a long time, mm. like under the radar on as one of those shows that just like lasted for a long time and. Was really never popular. Was really never like in, 
in the front or anything, but it was pretty solid. Well, dang, David, I'm happy you picked something random up this week. Um, it's good. It's good. <laughs> um, oh, he's got to let his cat out. Oh, yeah, perfect. Um, got to okay. let the kitty out. Um, so the only other thing that's really going on in the anime world is that obviously we're coming up on a new fall or yeah, new fall anime season that's going to be coming in a couple weeks. We have some fun antics planned here on the Uncensored Anime Podcast for the fall anime season. So hopefully that goes really well once we get there. Um, and hopefully yep. we have some fun with the new shows that are coming out uh, in the beginning of October. So we're just, what, two or three weeks away from that, um, mm-hmm. give or take. So that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, there is one show that's actually going to hit Netflix this week that I thought I'd at least bring your guys' attention um, and bring to the viewers' attention. Um, and that's a show called Dragon's Dogma. Have you guys heard about this? Oh, yeah. You sent us yep. the trailer. Yeah, essentially. Is it, so is it based off the it? video game? It or is, is that something else? No, you're right, okay. David. It is based off the video game. Have you played it? I haven't, but oh, I've heard okay. good things about the video game. <laughs> I was hoping I I think I, played did, it. Did Carlos play that game? Maybe, like, yeah. I feel, like, I feel like someone in my circle of friends has played this game. It was a, we played it. Wait, yeah, really I feel like I watched you guys play it at the house. Must yeah, have been. I never. I don't remember playing it myself, though. That's why I was like, it was weird that I like watched the trailer mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, dang. I was like, I think I know this. Um, yeah. So that's been, that was kind of cool. And I think what's interesting about that is it's sort of the... It is a Japanese anime, right? So it is from Japan, and obviously Capcom's from Japan, but it's definitely being um, marketed like another Castlevania, if that makes any sense. Like, it seems mm. like Netflix is trying like to dark. capitalize on that genre of, like, anime to, or game-to-anime adaptations and uh, try to get another another hit out of Dragon's Dogma. Mm. I don't know if it's going to work. I think the trailer actually looks better than I expected. Uh, I don't love the 3D animation style on most shows, but... I don't know. Yeah, I Netflix I, loves loves that, don't they? Dude, Netflix, is, <laughs> Netflix is addicted to 3D. And, uh, but Kenny, I am hoping that maybe like Beastars, it'll yeah. it'll do something with 3D animation that we haven't seen before. Um, that'll yeah. be fun to watch. Uh, but who knows? Uh, overall, I think it actually looks pretty slick. I might check it out. I think it dropped. I think it's dropping like right now, like this week. Um, so the week oh, okay. that we're filming this, I think it's actually dropping the whole season on Netflix. So. If you're listening mm. and you want to check it out, definitely check it out. It's coming out a little bit before. I think it was technically part of last seasons of anime. And the way Netflix works is they wait till the show is all the way out and they put the whole season up instead of mm. uh, waiting or doing weekly or like Crunchyroll or somewhere else might do. Um, so they'll do that. Right. So I think it was actually part of the last season, aired in Japan, and then it, I think it's getting carried over. But I could be wrong. It could be uh, just coming out on Netflix as a whole. I don't know if it actually aired on TV at all. Um, so that's always very interesting to find out. Other anime yeah. news. Um, um, I so I read some things about Tagashi did an interview semi recently, the author of uh, Hunter Hunter, and he basically he he said like the anime sort of didn't end in the way he wanted it to, and so people are speculating that it may come back, uh, it oh. may return for a more proper ending to send off Gone as a, Gone and Killua as characters. Which he said, he said that very clearly that that's what he wanted to do, and so I'm like, what? I'm upset because we haven't seen Gon and Killua in a long time in the manga. Um, Kurapika has become the main character, and that's upsetting because I do like Gon and Killua, and I kind of was hoping they would be coming back. Right. You know, especially maybe not soon, but in some form or fashion, I would love to have them back. Mm. But we did intro- introduce a lot of characters, a lot of new characters, a lot of new sort of things going on in the manga. And a lot of old characters are re- returners. So, um, I know that... What was, the, what was the last uh, uh, arc that was animated? Was it the... 
the chairman uh, president arc. chairman yeah. arc yeah and then is, god and jing are on the top of the world tree yeah uh, is there a lot of content in the manga after that there so there's a small arc and then we're about i would say probably we're about halfway through a full long arc right now in the manga and i and he in that interview said that he has full intentions of finishing it you know mm-hmm. he wants to finish the manga Takashi Takashi always said up, 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 up. He's been talking like that on hiatus for the last 17 years. Get out of here, Tagashi. We love you, but we hate you, bro. Yeah, for real. Um, Did he break his arm or something, or was he sick? No, he has, so he has lower back issues, and it makes it hard to draw. Like, he has a... Oh, okay. I couldn't remember what it was. I remember it was something. Right, right. It's like a a disease that, uh, a handful of muscles in his lower back, and so it's just, it's painful for him to draw. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... So I, I do hope that one day we finish Hunter x Hunter, and I would love to see Gana Killua again, especially how we've been separated from them for so long. Um, and there are some characters like Beyond Netero that we haven't... Oh, spoilers for... Spoilers if you don't read or watch Hunter. Um, um, there, <laughs> actually, there are some characters... Spoilers. There are some Random characters, Hunter spoilers. Or like uh, Jing or Periston. Uh, like, right. we haven't seen them in a while, and they're sort of fun, interesting characters that I wouldn't hear more from and so it's just it's upsetting that you know but there are some characters that we haven't seen in a long time that have been getting a lot of screen time fairly recently so right um and some very cool shit has happened uh the the small arc before the full uh uh ascension arc or whatever the 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 not chairman election the uh kakyoi uh the the prince arc or whatever whatever you want to call it i can't remember the name Mm. Um, there are lots of characters that have returned that are, it's very cool to have them around again and to Dang. learn more about their powers and things, so. Dang, Hunter, Hunter, y'all. Hunter, freaking Hunter. Yeah. And David, That's do you read the manga or do you watch the anime? I watched the anime and I I tried reading the manga after oh, okay. the anime. That's what I thought. And then I didn't. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I think yeah. there are like 60, 70 chapters post, post-anime. Yeah, I'm about so, to say, there's a pretty hefty amount of content. That could be adapted if it ever were right. to, but and, I don't... and they're monthly, right? So they're larger chapters. Uh, no, no. <laughs> oh. they, out, they for... come out when he feels like it. Right, he oh. writes them for ten weeks. It's like he writes ten chapters and they get published over ten weeks, bro. And he's uh, only been doing that for like the last three or four years. Before that, he would go on like never-ending hiatus, indefinite hiatus. Yeah, <laughs> he would just go, on um, which he's on right now, as long as he'd like, and nobody knows why Damn. or how. But but. Uh, some of the okay. chapters too, uh, they become very, very wordy. Just yeah. lots of like some chapters are. I feel like some pages are just full pages of words. Just all I'm just I'm like I'm just reading a book. Wow. Um, but he goes really in depth into how Nin works in one in one chapter, and it's like the the thought process that he does for himself in his hard magic system is unreal. Like because yeah. really that's that chapter was like him laying out like. This is how hard I have to work to create a NIN user and a NIN power. These are the the avenues that I have to go through and the thought processes I have to I have to understand before I implement this power. And it's really it's really cool. And that's why I think NIN might be the best uh, hard magic system that's ever been created. Uh, I do in, love NIN. In a man yeah, it's Nin's just great. it's so good. Um, well, dang. I wonder if that uh, means that the anime is going to come back with an original story then, Kenny. Is that what it sounded possibly. like? Possibly. Uh, I mean, okay. it sounded like he didn't want to send Gon and Killo off the way he did. Hmm. Um, 
That seems so interesting. I, I mean, especially since he hasn't brought them back in the manga, really. So I wonder why, why now? Like, why, why in anime form? Why not in the manga itself? Why, you know? I right. wonder what's going through his head with that, especially just because, like, I don't know how much longer he's really going to keep trying to like do this. You know, like, right. yeah. his his son is supposedly a really good artist and could totally take over for him. Obviously, he's married to Naoko Takuchi, so it's like his wife could literally draw Hunter for him if if need be. I mean, she's freaking the artist of Sailor Moon, artist and creator of Sailor Moon. It's like they they have the system in place to get the rest of the story out if Tagashi's written it. So why not give it to us in manga form? I don't. I just don't know right. what he's thinking, but that's really interesting. Especially since Hunter is like ever since we've talked about this before, but ever since the 2012 anime or 2011, whenever it came out, it became a, a huge heavy hitter in the shonen genre that it wasn't yeah. before, you know, it was, right. it was very low key, um, for the first 15, 20 years of its existence. All of a sudden that brand new anime gave it new life and it became a huge cultural hit. I mean, uh, worldwide mm-hmm. yep. it's become a big deal because that show. So, um, just like Jojo's, uh, just like Jojo, yeah. just like Jojo's, just like Jojo's, um, on right. the other so note of news, down. we have to go back to our darling. I feel, I just remember that we've been talking about this for like almost every podcast, uh, Burn the Witch has wrapped up. If you guys didn't, finished, if you haven't read it, I read it's it. over. Um, so all four chapters are now released, so you can mm-hmm. read those in in their entirety. And Kubo has already said uh, he's like, ah, I'm going to write some more. He's like, I'll be back for another. Yeah, uh, yeah. let yeah. me tell you, it uh, ended on a cliffhanger. So. Yeah, it did. Yeah, this bro, this Kubo piece of work. He said, ah, I'll be back. I, I got more. I got more. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I know. Like what a call it from my way. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. what a fool ass. Um, he really fooled himself. Yeah, bro. Like uh, some, uh, it was. It ended so cliffhangery that it was upsetting. Like it was that's like, so funny. oh, you introduced this and this, and oh, that's it. Okay, cool. What a punk, cool. honestly. That I just know. cracks me up. I saw something that he said. He said in an interview, like he kind of misses being a weekly Shonen Jump author or something like that. He misses the feeling of it, and so if if he made this like an actual like continuous series, mm-hmm. he would be the top. He would be the top weekly manga. He'd be back like, again, no doubt. I'm calling it. He, he would be the top. Well, goes back, nothing, baby. <laughs> nothing, nothing's better than Chainsaw Man. Oh shush! No, I need I need to read Chainsaw Man to, you gotta to, try to understand. It. I've yeah. only read the first like. 30 chapters david and I, it's honestly really good it's it's totally it's, it's totally a shonen jump hit and it's gonna be a massive hit when they turn it into an anime i mean i'm oh, just yeah. calling it right now mm-hmm. when chainsaw Especially man if they gets do it animated justice. when chainsaw man gets animated if one of those good companies gets a hold of it david production hit. if david uh, honestly or a1 pictures or ufo uh, ufo table or freaking Bones or any of those oh, ones. David Mad Production House. might be busy with Fire Force and JoJo's. That's true, but they're obviously are big on Shonen, so you never know if they want it, they might go for it. No. Um, it, would, it would be good. Mm-hmm. So and I'm Chainsaw curious. Man is so good. And Kenny, what is Chainsaw Man at chapter wise, number wise? Ninety three, I think. Okay, the so last one. I oh, would not hundred. It wouldn't. Yeah, yeah if, if it breaks that hundred mark. I think there's a pretty solid chance that we'll get here from an anime adaptation, or we'll I do hear think, news of an anime adaptation. I do think there's a possibility it may be ending, but it, I don't know. I can't. I think that the story is so erratic and enigmatic that it could be ending or it could be continuing. Uh, right. It's, but it's it's so good. If it's, it ends, it ends. I mean, then it gets yeah. to go out on its own terms. Animate that I, shit. Yeah, I'm sure the animated. I'm sure it'll still get animated just due to the massive. It's a massively popular hit right now, so. I fully yeah. expect that to still be on the way. So, yeah, Burn the Witch, Chainsaw Man, Shonen Jump is knocking it out of the park. 
Uh, you know, not a lot of things outside of that and webtoons are really knocking it out of the park lately. Uh, you know, we aren't seeing a lot of massive shoujo hits really knocking it out. Uh, I guess Fruits Basket is back on, for those of you that are shoujo yeah. fans. Fruits Basket is back with his sec- second season of the faithful adaptation. You know, Fruits Basket Brotherhood, um, as I'll call it. <laughs> no, not wrong. It's, uh, I mean, for real though. But, uh, you know, so we do have Fruits Basket back again, but, like, that's, like, a classic, and they're just like, ah, oh, we're running out of ideas, let's pump it out, do another anime version. I feel like most of the other anime genres are not real. I mean, Isekai is the worst thing to ever be created. Um, There's four new so, Isekais every, every <laughs> season. Yeah, every so. season, the, the world is just drowned by more shitty Isekai. I, I have no words for the amount of absolute trash that they just keep pumping out. Isekai yeah. is the worst. And on that <laughs> note... Uh, no, <laughs> no. Perfect segue. Perfect segue. Well, I mean, we can segue. talk about one more thing. I'm gonna. Okay. I kind of want to talk about a genre that I really like. That I don't think gets animated very often, and I I'll tell you about my favorite one. But uh, there's a genre of manga that are phone games. Like, uh, oh no, I would say that uh, future. David, he's talking about phone games, dude. We gotta get no, out no, of no. Here. Like, uh, Mira like Diaries or Mira Nikki was similar to, but. Uh, these it, it always ends in these sort of gory like you're you're a part of this phone game and guess what the only way to progress if you don't progress you die and you like explode and there are a ton of manga that are like this you know what's that uh, one is this the one you were just watching uh what i thought you just told me about one it got delayed uh, due to corona oh, well darwin's game is similar to that darwin's yeah. game yeah mm. yeah darwin's game I, I, which I, I would say Darwin's Game is one of my favorite monthly mangas. I read every single month. We should watch um, it, David. We should watch the anime. Um, I, the animation isn't very good, and it doesn't. I, the art is really good in the manga. We should, we should so, read the manga, David. We should read the manga. It's really <laughs> upsetting, but there's one. Uh, there's one manga called uh, "As the Gods Will," and oh my it's God. yeah. You were talking about this. It's one of my favorite. Yeah, "As the Gods Will" by Munoyoki Kaneshiro uh, and. One thing, he's an author, but not an artist, but all of his manga tend to have similar looking characters, and so I don't know if he does the designs, but doesn't actually do the the, the art portion, like the week-to-week basis, but I love them because you're introduced to all these characters in each arc, each little portion, each game, each phone, you know, you're like, oh, we're part of this, this game, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're connected, and you're introduced to all these characters, and Every single, like, only the main character makes it through that portion. And so all of them just die. And then you're introduced to, like, 20 new characters and oh all kinds of shit. And I really but like... Is it kind of like Gaunt's, in a way, of, like, I, I of like just, new people every, like, yes, round or whatever? Similar to... And I think that a lot of manga do, like, do that. But in the phone game style, every, like, no matter what, each arc is new characters except for our main character and the thing that i like the most about uh kaneshiro is he creates this crazy insane absolutely like batshit crazy lancer character that's like the 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 best friend of our main so our main character is a classic shonen protagonist but they're a little they're a little like a little bit crazy um Mm -hmm. but his lancer is almost it, I would say that there, the Lancer is genuinely and wholesomely in love with the main character, and he's just as crazy. Hmm. Where he's like, yeah, like, oh, we gotta kill these people? I'm gonna fucking kill them. And I love you. And you're like, wait, what? What? And it's so... so this, is, this is Mary Nikki. 
<laughs> yeah, but it's it's two boys every time. Interesting. Um, oh. And he has this edgy has, Mira Nikki. And he has a Mira Nikki, but even more boobs. But uh, with no, with boy with boys love. Oh, okay? boys love. You say boys minus love. the yeah. minus the boobs, more boys. No girls, no girls, no more boobs, boys, just boys. He's oh. currently doing a manga that's called Blue Lock. And it's similar in how it works, but there's no like, there's no death at the end. Nobody's mm. dying. They just get kicked out of this. It's like a soccer facility. Um, but I love how anti shonen the climaxes are. How in Hunter Hunter, whenever Gon turns into this huge man and he's dark. Hunter spoilers. Hunter spoilers. Oh, yeah. Second time. Second time. Second time. <laughs> but he, he turns into this huge, like dark, enigmatic, you know, like creature and. In Kaneshiro's works, it's like his main characters come to these sort of evil, gross climaxes to to take over and win, and it's so well done, so well drawn. And Kitty, um, this is just want... a manga, right? There's no anime for any of the yeah. stuff. Uh, there's a there's a live action movie. What? Um, and actually, he in the first in As the Gods Will, he has a first series, and then all the main characters die at the end of it. And then he has a second series of a second group of people playing the same game, but they just progress farther than the characters from the original story. And so it's, so I don't know, it's, it's very cool. It sounds um, like a classic, like a, like a battle royale type of thing. It, it almost is, yeah. And it, it, I don't know, I really like, one, his art, the, the art for, the artists that they get for these mangas are great. In Blue Lock, especially some, of, I, I think some of the best work I've ever seen. But his character designs are so him. Um, I know that if you if you read uh, Grass Rose or Jagan, or um, I think those are the only ones I've read. But uh, his characters are so original, and the um, just the way that they come to their climaxes are so anti shonen, but unbelievably shonen. They're like, I'm gonna overcome because I'm bigger, stronger, better. And they're mm-hmm. they're evil almost. It's like they're they're they love the and it's because in a lot a lot of those scenarios they have to they have to kill other people or to they have to push through to accomplish their goals and it's just I love I the why, idea of I wonder how he's avoided getting any anime adaptations. Like why none of his know. work has been. It sounds adapted. interesting. I, I I want to check out the manga. Yeah, I think the it, blue, the art blue looks Lock really is, nice, David. Yeah, it's it's very I'm cool stuff, and I love yeah, I love how. Like it's some of these dark, dark uh, manga panels are so shonen. How oftentimes it's shown in their big, like explosions and you know shonen moments. Like whenever Luffy fucking you know punches. Well, his style uh, looks very just like shonen jump. You know, it just looks yeah. like that. Yeah, the, the art's really good. Yeah. Whenever like Luffy punches Arlong, and that that is it's so spoilers cool. for One Piece. Yeah, One Piece spoilers. <laughs> one Piece spoilers. <laughs> but whenever he comes to a, a a climax, it's it's dark, it's black, and it's it's evil, and it's but it's still shonen. It's still unbelievably shonen. You right. know, it's they're still coming to this sort of I I overcame. You know, I overcame because of friendship or my desire. But it's, I don't know. I really, and so I, if you, I would implore you to check out As the Gods Will. Um, just read the first one. And if you don't like it, don't get into it. It's this, more the same for the second one. But first one's only like 40 chapters. And then the second one, I think, is almost 200. Uh, or if you're, it, Blue Lock is a soccer manga. 
And it's mm. uh, so if you like, I I'm a big sports anime, sports manga guy. Um, and so I think you, if you enjoy that type of thing, I think it doesn't often make it to anime. Uh, I know that there are a couple other ones that are not not as good that I've checked out, and they just uh, they don't they don't often make it into anime form. And mm-hmm. I was happy that Darwin's Game made it, but it just. I do think the animation just didn't quite come through. Whenever the art in that in that manga is really good. Uh, oh wait, yeah, you, you know what they should bring back? Eyeshield Twenty One. Reanimate that shit. If they reanimate, because the it, old one it got a lot of caught up. Yeah, and it got caught up in the '90s style of animation. Whenever Yusuke Murata has genuinely some of the best art it really that did. exists. It's like the what I consider Eyeshield Twenty One. It's like an anime that got stuck with the. Uh, what I consider like the early two thousands computer generated anime, where everything looks really stale. Uh, pretty much everything yeah. that's done in that time period from about two thousand to about two thousand ten, you kind of have this like long period of anime where the animes just all looked very stiff and very like yeah. uh, low low details. Um, and actually, the show we're talking about tonight, uh, I think, unfortunately face the same issue despite coming out a little bit later than most of those other shows um should we talk about should we talk about lock horizon now jerry you want to start i think it's time yeah well i want to say let's talk about lock horizon i do want to say munayuki kanashiro it's really interesting it's cool to see that i didn't i you mentioned it kenny but then i forgot it but all this stuff is drawn by different people he just writes it yeah yeah yeah, but his characters look the same that's what i don't know if he does the or if he tells his artists to draw the characters like that but uh, yeah. i i can i i recognize every time because i sort of just troll on manga what like like i just scroll through and i'm like oh that looks interesting and i'll click a couple things and i've every time i've read his stuff i'm like oh this is the same guy this is kind it's of super mm-hmm. it's super clear that this is his work um that's so interesting it's like it's a, the characters all look very similar i, I could mm. show you some characters uh between i was just looking manga. through all the stuff but yeah so if you're a manga fan, you want to read new mangas, go check out anything by Munayuki Kanshiro. It looks like none of his work has ever been adapted. Could be a really fun fun thing to look at. But yes, it is time, my boys. Let's get in to our first show, or our only show this week, since we're doing a movie for our second review. Uh, but yeah. our only show this week, which is The Fabled Log Horizon. Um, this is a show that Guys, David... I'm sorry. I'm sorry I recommended this. <laughs> David put forward, and for good reason. I would say that Log Horizon has a pretty strong cult following. I think that there's a pretty yep. pretty good amount of fans out there for Log Horizon. Um, it got mm, two yeah. seasons pretty quickly back-to-back, back in, I believe it was like 2014 and 2015, something like that. Um, so two seasons that came pretty quickly back-to-back. And uh, much to my surprise, it is coming back for a third season in Jan- in 2021 so early 2021 log horizon is actually getting a third season i have no idea what it's going to be like uh, especially after only Disney 12 series. episodes um so that's going to be interesting and for those who don't know it is based off of a light novel so um log horizon does as have most its, yeah as most isekai are this is it's it's basis is in light novel instead of manga there is a manga version of it now usually after an anime comes out there's a manga that comes out too blah 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 yeah um but yeah so we've got log horizon light novel kinney as per the huge, you want to give us the the overview and rundown of our first show. This so, week, Log Horizon. Uh, Tell us about. It. Oh, and if Log you want Horizon. Watch, if you want to watch Log Horizon, it is available on I, Hulu, Crunchyroll. I think it's on Netflix too. I don't know. It's it's on a lot of platforms. So it is on a lot of fully dubbed and subbed on most of those platforms. So check it out. Um, there, but. So Log Horizon is your standard isekai fare. Um, 
it is sort of that new style isekai where it you're in they're inside of a game world they're in fuck i don't even remember the name of elder tale elder tale elder tale and a new expansion has just launched at 12 a.m and they're all sucked into the game and so first the first thing that is different is that in this isekai if they die they don't die guess what they just come back to life at the sanctuary mm-hmm. so in episode one and two and even episode two like the main point of the episode is they're like people are bored there's nothing to do they're like uh there's like why what are we supposed to do what's going like nobody's doing anything because if you die you just get resurrected if you know we don't need to eat they don't know that food is uh, they, they can't make food tasty yet and so we get introduced to this guy shiroi and he was a part of a small group that did a lot of large-scale raids and they never were a part of guilds they were sort of all lone wolves in their own respects and some of them started guilds after and uh some of them sort of you know just faded into obscurity or they stopped playing the game uh, or they moved away in one character's case um and so shiroi sort of is this respected tactician who is capable of using small parties to accomplish really big strong goals and so the whole point of the show is how they learn to live in this in this new world, uh, in this game world, and how they interact with. Uh, and I think the strongest part of the show that isn't touched on enough and totally sits on the back burner because let's be honest, this is just a our fantasy isekai about how, you know how to beat big monsters and be the strongest guys, and you know you're the best tactician or whatever. But I think the the best driving point is that the NPC characters are no longer NPCs. They are real, very much alive characters. And yes, they aren't adventurers, but they are people, at least, you know, to each other. And they, if they die, they die forever. And so I think that that should have been the best, most driving point of the show where these, these immortal adventurers come to terms with the fact that these characters that they've never you know, treated with respect are now real human characters and you can't sort of do that to them anymore. But no, it's just so Shiroe and his friend Naotsugu, who was a part of the the group, the Botchery Tea Party, and he meets up with a cat who was their chief, Nyata, and he has an assassin who's like a, a chibi, like she's like a lolly girl, but guess what? She's fully grown. But then there's another character that is also a lolly girl, but I'm pretty sure they said she's a middle schooler, so that's pretty Almost weird. Almost definitely a little kid. Minoru yeah. is definitely a little kid. Little kid. Yeah. Uh, and so it's just, you know, it's them playing this game and learning how to live in this world. That's Basic yeah. ass characters, shit plot, the worst <laughs> opening I've ever seen. Worst well, opening like, I've ever like seen. Oh, wait, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> database is the worst opening out of all the anime that we've covered. I heard the first episode, and this is the first time. You know what the worst part is? I made sure to skip it every single time. I was fully expecting it to switch after 13 episodes, or at least switch when season 2 I was waiting for the switch. It doesn't. It doesn't even switch. Season 2 still has the same opening. They use it for all 50 episodes. We are database and I was like, what is happening? I hate that song, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, please. For all that's holy, that song is a skip every time. I said, skip, skip, skip. I would like not even be paying yeah. attention while I was watching it, and I'd still go over and skip. I was like, I can't listen to this. Bro, uh, the whole... After, like, episode <laughs> six or seven, I, like, 
I would just have the anime on while while I was like playing games. I don't yeah. think I've like fully committed my, my entire attention span to a to a full episode after yeah. like episode eight. No way. Yeah, I think that I made it to episode. 11. And I feel like I didn't even miss anything. Yeah, I made it to episode eleven. I think before I finally. And this is the worst part. I gotta admit this. So the first eleven episodes I watched subtitled. After episode twelve, I was like, I cannot just sit here and watch this show. I have to do, be doing something else, so I switched the dub. So from episode 12 to 25, I watched it dubbed, and oh my Jesus Christ. It was a it was a dookie sandwich, if I do say so myself. It was a straight dookie sandwich. <laughs> is the dub sandwich. bad? Okay, so the dub is so bad. Now, uh, Naotsugu, that's, uh, I don't know why, or like, the context, at one point he just looks at everyone, he goes, man, guys, we're in a real dookie sandwich here, and I was like... <laughs> Oh my god. Did you really <laughs> say that? Bro, yes. No! Nyanta, Nyanta in the dub, for some reason, that I have yet to decipher, they decided to make Nyanta black. So, I don't know what the thought process was there. Um, but because... And obviously, he's a cat. You don't know if he's black or white. They, they could have just had a black guy play him, and that would have been fine. But instead, they, they like slung in all these, like, uh, what I would consider, like, kind of offensive... Like stereotype. Are you speaking Ebonics? Or yes, something? It, he does. For some reason, the dub he throws in things like, "Oh, this is Gucci," or like you know, like they would like sneak in these little like, um, like uh, what I would consider like kind of racially insensitive like phrases for Nyanta to say, so that we're like, so that we know he's a black guy. Like, okay, just so you know, well, Nyanta's a black guy, which is so strange because clearly he doesn't say that stuff in the in the Japanese dub. Um, right, and, and yeah, he just, he says like meow, yeah, and like other yeah. normal stuff. So he it. says, yeah, he's good like meow and stuff. All he of says, his cat stuff is gone. Instead, they've replaced it with like slang, like uh, slang words to to give. I, who I the fuck know. dubbed? This? I don't know who what studio this dubbed this. I don't, oh, oh I actually God. don't know which studio did the dub. But uh, guys, I, and uh, other than that, most of the the plot was intact in the dub. You know, usually a dub. You know, keeping the plot intact is the most important part, and it's it, it all stayed there. But I was just really disappointed by some of the the script choices that they made in the dub when it came to some of the because like I'm okay when a dub takes their time to translate a like turn a phrase or translate something that wouldn't work as well in Jap or it works really well in Japanese but wouldn't work as well in English and transforms it into something new that in the English mm-hmm. language would make a lot of sense, but. Like a, a good example is in the movie that we're going to talk about, the short scene where she says I as feminine, and then she's like, uh, and she oh, yeah, has to yeah. go through each of the I tell she, oh, 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 yeah. They're like, hmm, hmm, hmm. Which that, that couldn't translate into English because it, she used the feminine and right. then just. I, and I honestly, male we, and then, we, we all watched the movie du- subtitled, though, didn't we? Was any of us yeah. the dub? Okay. Did you watch the dub, David? I watched the dub. Okay. No, wait. You, so then I'm what did curious. she do? Do you remember what she did during that part? I think she just stuttered. Okay, yeah, that would make sense. Uh, it was the it was the scene where she first is with her two boyfriend or she's in the guy's body and she's first right. with the two guys on top of the roof talking about it. And she actually well, uses We'll talk about it later. Lock okay, yeah. We'll, we'll yeah, get yeah. to it later. But it's, it's a good example that that, yeah. that doesn't that cannot translate. Right. And so I'm right, sure right, right. that when Naotsugu's character said that this the situation was a dookie sandwich, I, I didn't go check, but I have a suspicion that he probably used some sort of popular phrase that would have only worked in Japanese. That's my guess. So the English the English writers were probably trying to say, Oh, we'll switch it for some sort of English 
phrase that makes sense. But here's the deal. Nobody in their nobody says Dookie Sandwich. I'm <laughs> I was like, maybe, maybe, oh maybe had they said shit sandwich, I would have made, it would have made more sense, right? I feel like I've heard, I've at least heard a human being say, oh, this is a shit sandwich. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I've heard that somewhere, but I just. Giant douche or a turd sandwich. Yeah, right. But dookie sandwich? Like, where, like, what? <laughs> like, what? They could have just it? said, this sucks. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's, they could have switched that for any other possible of the hundreds of phrases that Americans that English audiences use for we're in a bad situation. And it said they use Dookie Sandwich. And I was like, it's just not even at all what Naotsugu's character would say. It just felt super weird. Um, and I get it. Naotsugu's supposed to be kind of the jovial one. He's sort of the fun one. But yeah, sorry. Huge rant about Dookie Sandwich. Dub gang is Dookie Sandwich gang. I'm not about that. Um, and I do think a lot of those weird quirks about them, like Naotsugu being like, he like talks about panties and, Nyanta has the Nyan, the Meows. I think that those go away more as the show progresses. Because it's just like, they're like weird quirks that aren't fucking important at all. Right. <laughs> no, you're totally right. Uh, they and all they become like. Well, Naotsugu's comes back every once in a while. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the plot of Log Horizon. I think that's the first thing I want us to touch on. Um, and wait, there's one more. Th- there there mm-hmm. were a lot of weird, like, how they did that. Weird thing with Yanta in English. Y'all didn't make it to season two, but there's a character, Tetra, in season two, who's a male character that is dressed and they use... They don't actually call her the, the term, but it's it's heavily implied. Um, and so it's just like, there's a lot of weird things that... I, I guess socially over here, I don't think we accept as much and maybe over there it's okay. But yeah, the fact that the age difference with Minori and the fact that they, they do that with Tetra and I, I don't know. There's just some weird, like, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, the show you know, has some, that. so again, I want to start with the plot of, of log horizon. Right. So it, it, it's, it's all, it starts as, your standard isekai, right? The characters wake up in another world. Uh, this time it's a video game world specifically, which has been done many times before, right? But instead of focusing on a character that is the battle-hardened or like the superhero type, our lead becomes Shiroe, right? And and his character is a strategist. He's not a fighter. So immediately, while there are some pretty cool-looking fights in the early episodes... By around episode, like, what, like, five or six? Suddenly the entire show becomes, like, diplomats. Uh, you know, so we're getting roundtable conferences, long discussions for 20 ep- or twenty minutes straight, strategy plans, lots of funny things where, like, people are doing stuff and it, like, clips back to Shiroe and he's, like, plugging away at paperwork on his desk. Yeah. <laughs> so we immediately lose any, like, semblance of an isekai uh, generally, at that point, you know, we, we already are in this, like, okay, this is the, you know, every isekai has to find its, like, its thing. Whether you're trapped in another world with your mom, or you're trapped in a the body of a slime. For Log Horizon, its thing is that it's we're trapped in the world, but our lead character is a strategist. Which is already the most fucking boring thing I've ever heard. Right out of the gate, <laughs> that's the lamest shit I've ever heard. Right. I was like, I was like oh, this is going to be so <laughs> lame. I was like... There's no way. But then, you know, part of me thought, okay, maybe they'll find a great way and it'll be like Death Note-esque 
It'll be right. such a cool strategy chess battle that we are going to be engaged and enthralled in it, and we're going to be so soaked up in that that idea of like this is psychological warfare, so on and so forth. But no, not at all. No, nope. no. Nope. <laughs> this is this is a cooking show and a, a, a like um, a booby show, and occasionally they fight goblins sometimes. Uh, <laughs> like every single time where he like has a plan like cooking up it's like the same shot of him pushing up his glasses yep and it's just yeah. white and then everyone's like sure he's got an idea or something and then he <laughs> then he saves the day with with logic with facts and logic yeah fucking facts and logic he just saves the day. um he's like we just uh flank him i don't know <laughs> and the whole show also is pretty hyper focused on being it almost takes away the idea of it being an isekai and kenny mentions earlier when the characters die they just come back to life and for the most part they're un they're unaffected by the fact that they're in this video game like by I mean, episode they do two, lose their memory though when they die right, right. It, we later do learn that the the memory in, situation in season two it, it goes pretty in depth into exactly how much they lose when right and it's like i literally bullshit crusty saying that he like he was i forgot uh, my cat's the, name yeah near the end of season one He's like, oh, we died a bunch right when we got in here because we just kept killing each other to, to see what was up. And I I forgot my cat, kind of. And he was like, so it's probably nothing. Uh, I was like, what the it hell? Was I was like, he's already died a bunch and he's pretty much fine still. So that, and yeah. no, no negative impact. Still knows he's a human being. Right. Shiroi dies in season two and he forgets the name of a restaurant in his city that he grew up. Oh my god. That's the memory he has to give up. And oh, Shiroi in the restaurant. <laughs> and it, it's actually, they technically give up a memory to be resurrected. They can continue to exist on the, on the like, revival plane or whatever. Right. But so, they, like, give up a memory to be resurrected. And it's so like, it's, like a, it's like a specific memory. Yeah. Yeah, or like, uh, Akatsuki forgets she was running at one point for some reason forgot why. Huh. And that, like that, it, you're like, oh, these are like, I thought it would be like, oh, I forgot my cat, and I. No, it's like, well, I was under the assumption when they introduced this concept about halfway through the first season, they introduced that there is supposed to be some some merit to them, like dying, like they need to be careful, right? I thought we right. were going to get to the point where we were going to learn that adventurers had died so many times that they had they no longer remember that they are that they're from another world, that they are from somewhere else. But that they immediately took that. There was no stakes. This show had no stakes. It had no. It had no um, buy-in because people die, they come back to life. People get kidnapped, they yeah. get saved by Shiroe. You know, we can get. <laughs> do we need eight billion dollars? Fine. Who cares? We can get eight billion dollars. Money had no consequence. Food had no consequence. There was no consequence at all in this show at all. And the it's plot, basically basically a utopia. Yeah, I was like, what the... F so, when Shiroi, near the end of season one, maybe in the last episode of season one, says, like, the least concerning thing to me is getting back to the real world, I was like, this is stupid. I was like, I was like, that should be the, the ever-foreboding... Like, to make the show more relevant, or at least the plot more relevant, there needs to be an overarching sense of, like, finality. There's something that has to be that that end goal or that thing but the show just doesn't do that it just it kind of revels in being more of a fantasy show than an isekai where in an isekai the relationship between being stuck in the world and wanting to get back sort of has a bearing on the character's will but not in this show it doesn't doesn't matter it doesn't matter that they're there it doesn't matter who they are they they can accept npcs in their guilds 
They can do whatever they want. They can revive NPCs with black magic. I don't know, dude. <laughs> right. That was the that was in season one. That was the most emotional moment. He sacrifices, and you're like, oh, of course, he's a person of the land. He, you know, he's been teaching himself magic. He has a fucking last name. He allows yeah. code. He's not. He's not Krusty or Shiraway or Akatsuki. She, he's Rundle House Code. He was born and raised here. Yeah. It whenever Rudy like truly was like I you know some people fight their lives and I think that it might have been stronger if he truly did die. I he, yeah. I one hundred percent thought they should have killed him. I was like just kill him. I was like I don't care. Yeah. I was and, like let Rundle House die. <laughs> you don't care about Rudy? Yeah. I was like that I, been, I was like do something that matters. Like yeah. <laughs> that would have been important because they were protecting a people in Land City and they, they could have seen right. the actual true like like this is a fact. These people die and they pass on. Yeah. They tried have to, to protect them. They tried in the first season to introduce that as sort of the, the foreboding, right? Around episode 10 or 11, they're like, oh, the people of the land don't like adventurers. Um, and so I was like, oh, there it is. There's our there's our um, consequence. Maybe there's something that's going to have to do with where they live, how they stay and being. But Krusty, like, seduces the little girl princess in, like, one episode. And then yeah. all of a sudden they're, like, best friends. I'm yeah, like, there was there was so much build-up to, like, a war between the adventurers yeah. and people of the, of the land. So I thought there was going to be, like, like a lot of action happening soon. And then none of that happened. Yeah, the action was And then was goblins rusty. attack. Yeah, the goblins attack. <laughs> 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 like, are goblins here? Yeah. I was like, is this Holy really goblins? Sh- I was like, are they really just going to make them fight goblins now? And they did. Like, legitimately, they did. two or three episodes, they just fought goblins. I was like, the, right. the episode where they fought the goblins was literally the, the exact same episode of Goblin Slayer when they convinced an entire guild to go fight an army of goblins. Yeah, it was, was like, like the exact same, same thing. thing. They're just fighting goblins. Yeah. Oh my god, yo. Man, so, you would hate the... I, I hope you know the season two, the main overall plot is like, they find a way to get home, and Shearway is like, well, are people going to want to go, or are they going to want to stay? And then Guess what the conclusion is to that thought. I want you guys to guess right now. What is the conclusion to the thought of, I don't know if we should make it so that everybody returns home because some people like it. Well, sure, I already mentioned in season one that he doesn't think that's the most prescient issue. So my assumption is he doesn't think that they need to be focusing on that. Yeah, I just assume no one gives a shit. They have a clear, well, here's what happens. They have a clear way of figuring out how to get home. And he gets a call from the the tea parties. Uh, she's on the Chinese server, and there's an episode about her. And he gets a call from her, and he's she has a young daughter who's three years old, and she's like, "I want to show her this. So just connect the two worlds, make it so we can go back and forth." Mm. That's the conclusion. That's Ooh. the answer that he was looking for. Here we go, he like, guys. He was I, like, the, 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 "What does that mean?" Um, I just connect the worlds. I want to be able to go back and forth. Bro, just connect him. Yeah, because he was like, are people going to want to go? Because he, it, it was sort of like, I may be able to get everybody home, but that's it. Like, I could only do it one way. And he was like, well, I guess I never thought about just making it so you can go both ways. Oh, my God. That's great. Because, like, uh, the Isuzu wants to, like, show things to Rudy, and Rudy, you know, wants to meet her parents or some shit. I do like their love story is kind of cute. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. I think I think they're the cutest romance, honestly. Yeah. But Rudy uh, can't go into the real world though. Yeah, yeah he can. A... What? He's an adventurer. Bitch, he was born in the game. Yeah, but they're going to connect the worlds. That's the whole point. What? They're going to connect the world. 
Does that happen the, in the season, Kenny, or no? No, but that's his answer. Uh, He's that's, like, okay, I'm it's, gonna it's try like implied to that. Yeah, I'm going to try to work towards that. That's the my end goal answer. becomes, so something that didn't exist in season one, so season two he establishes, I want to connect these worlds so that we can travel Correct. freely. He's okay, just ones and zeros. That's interesting they finally get to there by after 50 episodes. Uh, yeah. But I, mm. I think that uh, the big thing about this show, I have to describe it as it's the type of, uh, surprisingly I watched the whole season and I never was like <laughs> desperately bored enough to turn it off. It's like one of those shows right. that works perfect as background noise. And, yeah. you know, it's not, there's not as concise of a plot. Um, there's sort of standalone episodes that are just sort of adventuring, doing stuff in this world. The The setting is pretty cool. It's not, it's not bad. And so because of that, you, and you've got some like moderately fun sort of cliche type characters, right? So you've got Akatsuki, you've got Nyante, you've got Naotsugu. These characters, especially Rundle House, and just about all of them sort of fit like a, a role. So these characters are kind of fun to like see adventure and do stuff with. Um, and that's and it makes the perfect like background noise while you're doing something. But it's just not a show that uh, really has any purpose. Or uh, the one thing I kept telling myself was like, does this show have a reason to have been written? Like, did, like is this going to do something? Like, if people watch this, they're going to be like, wow, yeah, that that was a good show. Like, that was something I wanted to really watch. Like with right. Erased, you know, Erased has themes, it has meaning, it has purpose. Um, a lot of the shows we brought we've watched for this podcast and just in general. You know, we watch them because they connect with us. They do something to connect with us. This is like bubblegum pop background filler. Like, this is like, you know, it doesn't really have uh, a lot of connections. There are a couple sweet moments, cool moments, cute moments, stuff like that. But it's mostly shrouded in sort of a wandering, monster of the week type adventure story that is fun if you're just trying to have some fun and, like, let loose. Um, but really is not uh, life-changing or game-changing it's not that type of show is the way that I have right. I perceived it. David, what do you think? It, so instead of Monster of the Week, you just say, you should say uh, Monster of the Year because there's <laughs> only just just one monster in the entire not right. one monster, but like one like, battle in the first season. They don't Goblins. even be battling shit. Like it's so annoying. Yeah. Yeah. I so so okay. I'm gonna rate this show hella low just for. <laughs> <laughs> just for, just for uh, he's prepping the parents. He's prepping them. Cheese. Yeah, but 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 the coolest thing that I thought that this show had, and I thought would have been like it could have been saving grace, but like it was just like not touched on it. Like I feel like as much as it should have mm -hmm. was the whole like RPG system of yes. the, or not like, of the game because like times where they talked about it, I was really interested. I would like. Pay actually pay attention to like how they're explaining, right. you know, HP and MP and like all these like the leveling system and how everything works in the world, and which is like I, I've I've only watched like Sword Art, so that's like my experience of Isekai. Right. But when I think of an Isekai and I think of like being in a video game, I want to know everything, all of the the like how that video game works. Mm -hmm. So the times when it was touched on, I was like, okay, I'm interested, but. It only really happened like the first few times, like uh, like a few times in the first few episodes. Yeah, and then maybe like a little bit in like the middle, and then after like twelve episode thirteen or fourteen, um, it wasn't really touched on that much. Yeah, because then they started getting more into like the diplomatic stuff and the drama of the, it. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So like once like once I realized that they're not 
they're likely not going to get back to this stuff. They're going to focus more on everything else. I was like, yeah, that's that's it. That's it. Just, Check out. The show is absolute shit. Yeah. I'm about to say, I think there's like three festivals that happen. Like, it's so just. Oh, Let me just... Jerry. What? Jerry, why was there an episode? Why was there an entire 24 minute episode where Shiroi and. Uh, Shiroi is being fought over by Akatsuki Bro, and the other girl for feeding cake. I almost cake. turned it off. I Go to the cake off. buffet. I almost turned I was it like, off. The fact I was that like, they wrapped up what? the goblin fight so fast. I. I thought the Goblin fight was going to, like, last to the end of the season. They Nope. Rose it was, like, two episodes. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, we're, like, feeding Shiroi cake. And I was like, I was like, what am I watching? I texted Kenny, it, I think, and I was like, is this a harem? Am I watching a harem? <laughs> is it a harem well, now? All, all isekais, all isekais have to have harem aspects, okay? God, it's just it. it's part, of the, it's part of the genre. Bro, uh, so it took sad. two episodes to defeat an entire army of goblins and, and fish monsters. Yep. But one episode... To eat an entire cake buffet. <laughs> that, he, I don't think he likes cake that much. They kept saying that. I he, don't think he, he likes cake that he, much. He doesn't. They, but they just kept forcing. They're fighting over him that for some wrong. reason. We want to feed you cake. Feed you cake, Shiroi. I, I lost it, David. I almost I almost <laughs> didn't finish season one after that. But I was like, I, I'm too far in. I have to finish season one. Yeah. Uh, but that's when I just was like, are you kidding me? I was like, is this... this it, it just and Shiroi was like uninterested. His character didn't seem to have any romantic interest throughout the whole show. Akatsuki clearly had a crush yeah. on him since the beginning, but the the relationship wasn't well developed. I, I mean, and then all of a sudden you've got a a child fighting for his affection, which was also kind of weird. Like Minori, yeah. at least to our understanding, she's a child. While at least Akatsuki and Shiroi are like the same age, um, yeah, like twenty two, twenty one. Right, they're implied to be like a. Uh, well, I think they're both considered, or I think he said he, that he's a grad student at one point. So, yeah, um, you know, I mean, yeah, he was like, he's like finishing his stuff to go into his career field. Yeah, he's like in his master's degree or something. Um, so I don't know. I was just like, this is interesting, I guess. But um, I, I the cake stuff was where I just was like, this is a harem now, and I don't know. I get, I guess we got to pick best girls. Who was our best girls from Log Horizon, boys? Who was your best? Girl? Um, Who was your waifu of Log Horizon? Um, can uh, we can we legit though say like favorite character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I'm, I'm being serious. Let's do it. Who's your who is it? Yeah, who'd you like? Nyanta. 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 Yeah, yeah. He's a cool. I, they did good he's with Nyanta. Cool I didn't have any. Yeah, except that he was black in the dub, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, favorite character? Uh, my favorite character from the show was probably uh, Akatsuki. I think that she's mm. and she was my waifu from the show too. I think if I had to pick one, I thought she was dope. Um, you yeah. know, a little bit aloof, a little bit comical, has her moments, kind of sticks in character. Thought that was sort of a cutesy aspect of her, but just enough for me to go like, ah, yeah, she's pretty cool. And she kind of kicked ass, so like, I was yeah. like, I, I kind of... She was overpowered as fuck. She was She a, just one, she one-shot everybody. Yeah, she was but, pretty I mean, uh, oh, there was an, like, another cool thing. They like talked about the classes. They have like a, right. like half an entire episode, they talked about all the classes and subclasses. I was like, this is so interesting. And then... Bam. That that was it. yeah. But, um, they did that so often actually in the first season, David, where it would like cut away to explain some sort of mechanic in this game world, and then yeah. that game mechanic would have like no bearing on the the episode. Anything like, they do, yeah, yeah, it would just be like here's yeah. more about the game world, but it doesn't matter. And I liked to watch that get fleshed out. Most isekais don't take that time. The only mechanic that really ended up being important was the fact that they can't taste food. And they discovered they have to cook yeah. it themselves. That mechanic right. was valuable information that, that right. aided the subclass the mechanic. plot. The, yeah, 
that actually like gave us some plot development at some point. Right. Um, yeah. You can make things with your subclass. Yeah. If you just actually make it and not just select it in the menu. And that was like, okay, yeah. cool. That's cool. Um, but yeah, most of the other like mechanic stuff got, oh. you know, hasn't had any bearing, at least up to the end of season one. Maybe it gets a little more technical in season two. Right. Uh, I, I the, the raid is kind of interesting. Like, it explains a lot of raid shit. Right. Um, but. I assume that we get little snippets of that from this point forward, but I, I yeah. think it's just to try to convince us that this is like, it's a fun video game. It's like to remind us, oh, yeah. by the way, we're in a video game. Yeah. Like, this yeah. is not fantasy. This is a game. Everyone's <laughs> trapped here, right. but everyone's okay with it. Um, they, they introduce <laughs> these things called teachings, which are like, if you understand the core mechanic of ability, it can like grow into a new ability. So mm, that's uh, see, like uh, Akatsuki has a, a move where uh, she turns invisible or she blinks, uh, and so then she learns her teaching, which like lets her use her attack move while also blinking, and so she uses like this crazy shadow clone move. Mm. But like then it's we go like, Naruto oh, now. Cool. Yes, dude. And she's then, a ninja. Or like, or like a one of the, the shrine maidens uses barriers to as platforms instead of just as damage barriers. Uh-huh. I, the teachings are kind of cool, but like, it's like not important. And then they just win. And then McKinney, who's your favorite character? Uh, Rundle House Code. Oh yeah, he's, yeah. He's my favorite character. That's Rudy a Kenny character. Yeah, Rudy is so good. He's yeah. he he's the most like. I, I, he has the only driving force behind him. He wanted to be. He's the only shonen. He wanted to be better. He wanted to be an adventurer. He wanted to. He said he has the be best character arc season one. Yeah, yeah. I'm a the personal. Old, the only character arc. No, we, the only character, right? <laughs> uh, and my my waifu, honestly, Yahime, bro. She's wait who? Lanessia Hime, bro. Whatever they put her. Oh, in the, the princess. The princess. Yeah. yeah. You and Krusty, dude. You guys are. Gonna yeah. I love that his name's fucking Krusty. I just <sighs> oh, what's the name of the Crescent Moon Guild Master? Who? Um, um, uh, Soji. Oh, Soji. 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 Yeah, the the samurai. No, the, the Crescent guy, Moon. What's the Crescent? Marielle. Is it not, Marielle? Oh, not, oh, Marielle. Marielle. Marielle would be yeah. my my wife. Marielle was Marielle. Marielle. Yo, honestly, but Akatsuki was the I liked it, but Marielle also she. Had, Marielle. They gave her them big titties. Pretty, tickle just, bitties. Oh they my god. They did. They did give Marielle them yes, tickle bitties, dude. That's crazy. But yeah, I think that the only thing that we should really So we've we've de... the plot was a mess and it doesn't exist. There was no stakes. Uh all this stuff. So we gotta talk about some of the other technical aspects of the show. Art, animation, music. What do you guys think? What what did you guys think about those? All middle of the road. As dick but Shit. <laughs> okay. Dookie sandwich. Normal. Just okay. Yeah. Yeah, like the animation was meh. I mean there wasn't really like a lot of moments for him to show off any to show right. off the animation. I mean the Goblin War was a, a perfect opportunity, but it you know, like when when sorcerers were like doing their spells, like when Rudy was doing his spells, like the animation seemed pretty alright. Yeah. Um Music, I mean, there wasn't any um, like instrumentals that were memorable to me. Right. The opener was dog shit. The ending was like, I skipped it every time too. Yeah. Even though I, I kind of liked the ending, but it wasn't, yeah. I didn't yeah. like it enough to like listen to it and like sing along. Yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't so. dislike it. Yeah. Database, database. That's how I feel about this whole show. I was just like, uh, I don't dislike meh, it. Meh. Uh, no, yeah, I think with the with the art and animation, I, I kept thinking, it just, it like looks like Digimon to me. Or like, you know what I mean? Like, sort of the blocky, cartoony sort of anime style, which I, you don't see very yeah. often. And I kind of was thinking that the way, but then also like, you know, I'm kind of a stuff, like kind of a stickler for animation and this show like to reuse shots for some reason like more frequently so much. I, I don't know why it was like they would make one animation loop and anytime they felt like they could use it again they'd sneak it in and it started to kind of like bother me i was like why are they doing yeah, this it wasn't I, was like, I was like yeah are these like is it just low budget like what is happening here um in season two there's a 45 second scene where it shows akatsuki running in a circle like she's like her memory that she loses is why am i running and she runs it. So the the scene is like she runs up the flight of stairs, and then it cuts to another. And she runs up a flight of stairs, and then it cuts back to the first bit. No, oh and she God. runs up the flight of stairs. And I swear to you, this is a forty five second scene. That's too just long. Just a yeah. repeat of that yeah. that set of animation. And I her running that. up two flights of stairs. I caught it earlier that they just they like to reuse shots. They like the art is the art. I was like the character designs are not too bad. I think they're unique. They look nice. I didn't think they were too bad, but the animation really got me a couple times where I was just like, "This." Here, here, I got some, I got some fun facts for y'all. So, okay, so season it. one of Lock Horizon was animated by Sate Light. Oh man! They did the first 175 episodes of Fairy Tale. Oh yeah! And I'm not seeing anything else that's really stand out. Yeah. They did, they did a lot of like mecha animes. Hmm. Um, and then yeah, season really two was animated by Studio Dean. Oh yeah, Dean. Know Which has done quite a bit of stuff. Yeah, Dean's a big deal. Season two is better than season one. It's got. I didn't realize it switched studios. That's interesting. Yeah, and apparently season three is under a different animation studio. Oh. Oh wait, I, I lied. I lied. Third season is also by studio. Oh, Dean is going studio. to be by studio. Dean as well. He's keeping it for season three. Okay, cool. Rock and roll. I'm about to say, yeah, Dean. We know because they did the the piss poor. Season four of, or season three of Seven Deadly Sins. Studio Dean is our yep. culprit for that. Yep. Um, <laughs> they're known for pretty, uh, I would use the word meh, pretty meh animation, for lack of a better word. And yeah, since, so they went from a meh studio to probably a more meh studio. Yeah, literally from one meh studio to another. So the show just it never got the, it doesn't really get the attention it maybe deserves as a animation front so that's unfortunate does it deserve it though i don't know I, it makes me wonder what i'm not convinced right the, the light novels are obviously popular and have been continuously running since 2010 so this series has mm. some sort of fan base and has some interest in it it makes me wonder is this a is this an, a poor adaptation of the source or is the source really this um you know this just like carefree you know and that's something i just don't know because i haven't read the light novels like is it is it this Goof, you know, no stakes, no plot, sort of mess throughout all of all of the light novels as well. I have no idea, but if right. it is, then I don't know why all these people are still on board with it because there are so many other yeah. isekai out there that are a cut above. There are other isekai that are surely standouts that re that like why keep watching Log Horizon? Like that's right. what I I kept asking myself like that. I was like, I'm sure there are other isekai I should be watching. That are not Log Horizon right now. I was like, right. But yeah, Over Overlord is just better Log Horizon. Oh yeah, Overlord is the all, same. It's got all the bullshit Overlord. about like, oh my gift. 
Touch me, son. Yeah. You know, and he's, and he's way, the bad guy. Overlord has way more boobies. I'm just going to say it. It's got better boobies. It's, better waifus. Um, I don't disagree with that. Yep. <laughs> that was part of the reason why I started watching Overlord. Yes, was because of uh, the waifus. And Overlord has a lot but I, I think it's just... Overlord doesn't take itself too seriously, so it's funnier when you're watching yeah. like genuine comedy involved. While Log Horizon is trying to be serious um, with like interjections of comedy, but it, it it's trying to be a legitimate plot. But again, there's no stakes. There's no reason to keep watching it. Um, yeah, I think Overlord Stick Two is just better. Yeah, with, absolutely. Like, he's so strong that he's he can do whatever he wants. Right, as most isekai are. Though. Right. Yeah. Okay, okay, boys. Any other last notes on Log Horizon before we rate it? Let's slap this bitch with a number. Let's All take right. it home. Take Log Horizon. I'm headed to the Log Horizon. I'm jumping off the debauchery tea party right into a Nyanta full of food. I don't know, guys. Okay. Um, All right. On three. Wait. On okay, three. Okay. okay. One, two, three. Four. I'm giving it a four. David gave it a two. I, David I gave that two. bitch a two. David's aggressive. I gave that bitch a two. This one. I, David picked it and he gave it a two. He said, I hate I it. I picked it. I, I was you, like, you, I've heard good things. Right. Maybe. I really want to read the, the light novel, though. Yeah. Maybe I'm it's so gonna... popular because, like, the novel's really good and the anime was just, like, not adapted well. I mean, right. as we see from the studios that are adapting it, I mean, they're kind of missed. Yeah. That's true. Based off their track record. They're so definitely maybe... not studios known for high quality. Um, content or animation so uh, right beside the point that's fine uh and i agree with you i think a two is i think a two is not a bad rating David. i think that i think i can comfortably yeah. say you can give it a two and, yeah uh, and, and this is and just for context to, to you listeners that might be listening and are obsessed with lock horizon this is just specifically from what i've seen of the anime adaptation for season right. one right. i'm sure the, the light novel is really good i'm gonna give it a try but um, I'm sorry. That season one anime was ass. Rough, so rough. And yeah, I gave it four. You have to wait, Kenny. What? Uh, what? What was that, that Kenny? Light uh, novels. You just you you can you have so much more adapting. Like because it's all it's just a novel with some anime like manga pictures in between chapters. Yeah. So 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 are these physical novels or are they like all, all online or both? Think like uh think like a manga, David. But instead of publishing chapters every week that are pictures they publish chapters uh like i want to say bi-weekly monthly but they're like novel chapters so it's published in a very similar style to a manga so that the chapters come out like periodically and then they'll collect like story arcs into single books that you can buy Mm. um so it's the same thing it's like a period it comes out like either weekly bi-weekly monthly so on and so forth oh um, the chapters do, and you know these are short chapters, twenty, thirty pages, and then mm. so on and so. Then they collect them into into books, and so you could probably go into Barnes and Noble right now and probably find uh, Log Horizon collected editions that you could actually read if you wanted. If I go to Barnes and Noble and find a Log Horizon, book, you might, you might. I'll, I know for sure. I just saw come through it and not purchase it. <laughs> I'll, I'll saw, buy it if I, I see it. I'll saw, buy it. I just saw Shield Hero at Barnes the other day, and I know they Shield Hero is a good one. I know they have the slime one. I think that's also a light novel. I think I saw the light novel. Um, also yeah. manga though. So yeah, and yeah, there are manga adaptations of those as well. But yeah, so it sounds, it sounds like with light novels, there's like a lot more. It sounds like a better opportunity for them to flesh out things because if it's yeah. primarily words, then. Mm-hmm. A lot more opportunity to just like explain things. 
things. Yeah, it's really I mean, interesting. I just don't think America has like an equivalent. Like you know, we have we have traditional comic books here that are kind of an equivalent mm-hmm. to manga in Japan because uh, comic books come out usually monthly. There's like a comic book day, new comic book day every month where uh, issues come out that are usually a small collected sort of magazine style. Um, so similar to a manga publication in Japan, but I don't think we really have like an equivalent of of like serialized novels like that, uh, which is some, so it's kind of a unique thing to Japanese literature. Um, there are definitely things like uh, that have existed in the past, like magazine serials, so on and so forth. But definitely yeah. nothing that's like mainstream or anything that's like super popular. That's like publishing novels okay. on a chapter by chapter basis. So it is a pretty unique uh, storytelling process. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's something unique. So and a lot of anime nowadays are starting to ad- adapt from light novels, not manga. Um, because of that bitch ass Sword Art Online. Yeah, honestly, Sword Art definitely set a solid precedent. Open, open the door. Yeah. yeah. So you're getting a lot of that, and it seems like a lot of light novels are um, isekais. They are fantasy. You know, fantasy is a pretty popular in light novels. So I, mm. I'm not sure what to kind of take away from that. But we're definitely getting less. What's weird is I I miss classic manga adaptations. It's not that classic manga is not coming out in droves still. Uh, but mo- animation studios are focusing more on light novels and video games, things like that, adapting other content. Yeah. So I do wonder sort of where that is going to lead us. But Log Horizon, it is the most, like, meh and a half meh you'll ever watch. It's isekai trash, and we have just torn it to bits. So let's <laughs> let's leave it there. Let's leave Log Horizon on the table. Let's sit it in the backseat, and let's talk about our special uh, our special talk for tonight. Which is that this week all of us watched your Makoto name. Makoto Shinkai's. Makoto Shinkai's. Very massively worldwide popular. Probably the most popular anime film in the last couple of years. Uh, one of the most uh, well acclaimed, is the word I would use, and uh, well respected anime movies to come out in a long time. So, David. So, I, I did not know this before watching it, but it is the highest grossing anime film and Japanese film of all time. Yep, there yeah. you go. And yeah. fourth highest grossing film of, of all time, period, in Japan. Yep, yep. that makes sense. Which <laughs> is crazy. That makes it a lot of sense. Uh, Spirited Away, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think Spirited Away held held that title at some point. So yes, it came out in summer of 2016, uh, which is, you know, a few years back. Very, very weird um, that it, hit, it was able to kind of rise to cultural prominence without much of a bar. You know, like when something like Spirited Away gets super famous... There's a history of how Miyazaki producing films of a high caliber or quality. Your name, while Makoto Shinkai certainly has a name in the world uh, when it comes to anime films, your name kind of, I would say, came out of nowhere in, to American audiences, if you guys would agree, maybe, um, yeah. and, and became a cultural phenomenon in the year it came out amongst anime fans, as we all kind of felt like we had to watch it. Somehow, David and I avoided watching it until this week, right? This was your first time, too, David. I've heard about it, like, maybe a bit ago. Right. I don't remember, like, when it came out. I don't remember hearing about it, but I know I've heard of it before watching. Right. I It's crazy. I actually bought it on Blu-ray to give my wife as a Christmas gift. And so we ne- we didn't open the Blu-ray until this week. We opened it. <laughs> we opened it to watch it this week because we finally – we bought it, like, oh, when nice. it first came out. And we were like, okay, we're going to open it up and finally watch it, which is crazy that we waited this long guys so that's wild but yes your name let's get into this it's our first Mm. anime movie here on the uncensored anime podcast we hopefully are gonna do a lot more anime movies let's let's jump in guys what do you think what 
What is so, it about your name? What what was well, it? Let me wait. It's let not me, Log Horizon. It's <laughs> not Log Horizon. It's not Log Horizon. So let's do the. I I guess let's do the plot of your name. Uh, oh, which yeah? Can you give us the overview? Which is sort of confusing, uh, almost intentionally. So let me tell you right now: if you've not seen this movie, turn this off and go watch it. Yeah. If you're an anime fan, it's a great movie. Turn this off and go watch it because we're going to spoil it. And it will not feel the same if you're spoiled uh, from some of the plot. So turn this off right now. Go watch the movie. Come back and hear our review. We love you. And also, come right back and watch this right after you watch the movie. Come right back. Uh, wipe your tears and watch us review this. Uh, so many. So this is a movie about two characters, uh, Taki and Mitsuha. And Mitsuha is a country. She lives in a countryside village in Japan. Her dad's the mayor of, and she runs a Shinto temple. And Taki is a, a high school kid from Tokyo. And in the beginning of the movie, they begin switching bodies with each other. And they quickly find out that it's happening, and they start sort of setting rules. And neither of them sort of understands what's going on. And then you find out that uh, very, which is sort of I think at this point, a bit tropey is that Mitsuha is three years in the past, and she dies. And they, they're switching bodies up to this point. And then Taki finds out that, one, she came three years in the past and met him before he knew who she was. And she is dead. She's no longer on this earth, and somehow he was switching bodies with her. And... So they go through some sort of, you know, magic loopholes or truly I think it is, you know, she's a Shinto priestess and uh, her grandma also switched bodies with a kid and her village gets totally destroyed by a comet that hits. And the second half of the movie is about Taki trying to avoid that from happening. Um, and they slowly fall in love with each other, obviously. It's really it's super cute. Um, <laughs> it's and I love the the fact that the the red string I, in Japan the red string of fate is a thing how like there there's a red string attached to your pinky finger and attached to the one person that you love forever and they sort of are connected through that that red band and all of the animation is awesome all the music is awesome but it uh, you know I think. More people should see that Japan does romance way better than we do over here. Oh my god! Romance stories and so endearing, genuine. endearing Their interpretation. True, yeah, exactly. True loving of two characters is so well communicated through anime and manga as a as a medium. And I, that's that's sort of I mean it's it's about Taki and Mitsuha's journey to stop her from dying in this horrible, you know. Accident. I, I. What. What do you. What's a, a natural disaster? This horrible natural mm. disaster. Yeah. There's. There's. Um. I think it's. It's mentioned a couple times, and there's like a. A pretty big scene. Um. Where Mitsuha's grandma talks about. Um. Union, and that's kind of like. Mm -hmm. I see. Like the overall theme of the whole movie is union. Like when you drink water, you're conducting a union between you and the water, and so we're basically watching this union form between Taki and Mitsuha. Um, 
and it's it's kind of funny because in the beginning she like wishes that I want to be a boy. I want to be in Tokyo. I don't want to be in this Literally, town. And she says in my next life, I hope I'm reborn yep. as a as a cute boy. And the point where she comes into Taki's life, he she is she's dead. Yeah. You know. So it it like she truly got her wit her wish. She's reborn as a as a boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's kind of like the the whole. So. I think so. The only anime movies I've seen in my life have been like a few like Hayao Miyazaki films. Like, like I've seen Spirited Away, I've seen Kiki's Delivery Service, mm-hmm. and I've seen like some Bleach and Naruto movies. Right. So, um, my Dragon Ball Z movie probably. Uh, I haven't seen. I haven't seen any Dragon Ball Z movies. No, Broly. Bro, I, I, Broly. I haven't seen Broly. Broly? I, I I did see was what was like the the very first Dragon Ball Z movie with like the tree. And Goku's oh, yeah. tree, like, like tree of might, dude. Turtles. Tree of might, yeah. I've yeah. seen tree of might. Yeah, see, that, you've seen a DBZ. Movie. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. But okay, um, yes. so so like going into this, I was like just like very curious as to see how it would be structured if it was going to be like a, I don't know, just right. like a normal movie from beginning to end. But I I liked how there was like they, they kind of split the movie into three acts, and you can kind of tell yeah. when an act ended and began because they had like little like. Like a song would kick in and it'd be like a little mini montage, which is really cool. And so, um, and even the the beginning of the movie opened kind of like how an anime episode would open. Yeah, it had uh, an, an, it had an was, anime intro. <laughs> yeah, which I yeah. thought was pretty cool. And technically, uh, that's the earliest, like, because it shows the scene where she's like, "My name's Mitsuha," and that's that's the earliest um, chronologically the movie ever goes. Right? Like, oh yeah, technically. Oh yeah, it, yeah. Oh yeah, I just realized that. Yeah, I didn't think about that, Kenny. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually think the entirety of the movie is told from Taki's perspective. Like his earliest yeah. chronological meeting with her is there, and then it's like her there's and his brief, body. And... There's a brief flashback in the back end, Kenny, where you see her as a little kid. Remember? So you, I mean, you do go right. slightly there, into the whenever past. he's like falling through the yeah, he like falls through her memories at some point. Yeah, and you kind of see yeah. like a glimpse of. But you're right as a storytelling perspective you we start where taki enters her life we start yeah. taki's mm-hmm. the main character honest at, at its truest yeah. form taki um, is yeah. the main character with yeah. mitsuha as a, also a main character but not the main character mm-hmm. david so, so, so thought mm-hmm. um i mean i i don't i don't remember where i was going with what oh, i was okay. saying but yeah. i i mean i i liked it um, I guess I could just talk about just yeah. overall. I Dive. really fucking enjoyed it. I knew going into it because I mean I kind of had like a little bit of a bias going into it, knowing that it was going to be good based off of what I've heard. Mm-hmm. But I didn't expect it to be like the animation was probably my favorite part. The awesome. the animation was so beautiful and fluid, and I think it like I I just like while watching it I wasn't like breaking it down and like you know mm-hmm. forming like analysis I, I just like remember sitting there and just staring at the screen wow this is just and um i just really liked how they they took taki and mitsu as like relationship in the beginning and they're like kind of like frenemies in a way they're like yeah. they, they don't know what's going on they're just like dealing with it and they're like you know there's these rules like don't touch my boobs every morning and you know <laughs> Don't don't yeah. spend all my money. No. Don't right. spend all Stop my money on all my money. Yeah, but you can like, like, like 
as I was seeing their relationship, like, you know, progress, I can, like, I was getting the feeling, like, okay, they're probably going to fall for each other somehow. And then when I saw that she was dead, I was like, what? She's dead? Like, that, I, that whole, um, no, it wasn't really a climax, but, like, that big part of the movie where you realize all that at once, mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, that's, that's sad. And then, and then I, I'm not going to lie. I, I teared up at the end. Mm-hmm. The, the final scene when uh she they're both getting they're like it's like eight years so the movie ends with them like eight years in the future you know Taki's successful he somehow you know fucking rewinds time and well that's a rewind time but he changes the timeline so that yeah. the uh, Mitsuha's town is not really affected by the or right. no one dies from the meteor no the meteor still crashes but no one dies people are injured. Uh, but no lives are lost. And then it's like eight years into the future. Both of their memories are kind of fucked. They, they like, they have like a constant feeling of forgetting something, but they can't remember what exactly. Mm-hmm. And then, which I mean, like realistic, I'm like, that's kind of bullshit. But I mean, it's, for the point right. of the story, it's cute. Right. I'm like, they, they randomly run into each other in j- middle, like busy ass Japan. Yeah. <laughs> and they like, they see each other. I'm like, what are the odds? But I'm like, it's a movie. It is, I'm going to say, what, what is, is your name? Also, what is your name? It's, it's yeah. like five five years for Taki, eight years for Mitsuha. So yeah, but which which is she? Are they the same age still? No, I can't figure out older. age. I think I think she's, she's definitely she's, older because she's seventeen. Whenever she, it says her age, uh, whenever he's going through the the obituary book, it says she's. Oh yeah. To my knowledge, they're both seniors in high school during the time switching. So that means right. that she's like so she's three three years older. Yeah, so she's like whenever so right. he's like twenty three, she's like twenty six, something like that. Whenever right. whenever they meet on the mountain, they're the same age. Yeah, and right. I really I, I really like what they did with Taki's height, where whenever she meets him earlier, he's he's shorter than she is, mm. right? Or he, they're about the on same the height. Scene. Yeah, but then once he's on the mountain, he's much he's like a head size taller than her. Yeah, and so it's like why he was like why did you why did you come to me whenever I didn't even know you yet? Yeah, you know. She didn't know. Yeah, I think that what makes this movie such a... You know, it was hyped up. This movie had a lot of hype. So it's hard yeah. not having not seen it for four years since it came out. And then me and David getting to watch it for the first time. I'm not going to lie. I went into it with super high expectations. And I am happy that I came out of it going, damn, like it deserved the hype. Like I, I didn't walk away from it going like, oh yeah, you know, that was okay. You know, I walked away going, yeah. oh, okay, this is why... This movie got what it was getting, and it's because there are two things that are the all-stars of this film, and it's the dialogue itself and the pacing of the film that made this uh, work so well in this package. You know, you've only got about two hours to tell the story, and you have to be very, uh, you have to be very certain about what your characters are going to say and why they're going to say it. And so, every scene in that movie mattered. Every scene had some sort of impact on the end goal on the expectation, the outcome, the character development, everything mattered about that. And so they didn't, uh, the, I don't know if Shinkai wrote the script as well. I know that he directed it. Um, but whoever the author of the film is, if it was Shinkai, then congrats to him. The dialogue really is the kicker in this film. Uh, you, you feel like everything they're saying is supernatural, um, super normal and standard, despite the supernatural element that's at play, right? There is something supernatural happening. <coughs> something abnormal happening but the dialogue feels very human it feels very grounded in humanity feels very grounded in things we would say to each other in in the visions and the expectations we have of each other and our people in our real life i think some of the one of the best scenes is uh 
Taki has been searching all day to find her village. Um, blah, blah, blah. They're in the, they're in the, um, hotel afterwards and his crush, what was her name? Like Okudera, o- something like that. Okudera. Yeah. Okudera. Okudera. She comes in and has this conversation with him about how he's feeling. So I was just like, this is really just real. It just felt, uh, very sharp in the way that it was written in the dialogue. And I think that that deserves a lot of praise for this film. You have to be able to say, even if it was beautifully animated all the way through, had the dialogue and story sucked, I don't think this film would have done anywhere near as well, right? Had, had it not been paced well, had yeah. it not given us this this concise image of what love is, what love means. And uh, there's something I've mentioned in other podcasts that we've done and that I, I think comes back here, is that an anime can really succeed when it is able to master theming, theming and thematic play. And there's a, a super imperative theme that runs through this film. I mean, it's this concept that David said, what unity connection it's connection unity Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it that theme is so prevalent across every scene of dialogue of motive all the way to the very very end you know exactly what lesson what importance and what value this film is bringing into the world and you say oh wow like that had a profound impact on what i was uh, on me as a person because i feel the need to be deeply unity to have connection in the world we we all want to have those moments with the people we care about, the humans in our lives, we, we deeply look for connection and connectivity. And I think that that this film expressed it in a way that blew my mind a little bit. Because uh, in its surface, this feels like a weird like modern love story, right? There's text messaging and cutesy stuff. And it feels like a cliche modern love story at first. You really feel that. It's like, oh, it just looks like a normal anime and... You know, they're really cutesy and they're wearing their anime school outfits and ha ha ha. They're switching bodies and touching each other's boobs and she had to go to the bathroom. Ha ha ha. Um, all this stuff, you know, and he's got a love at work and she's got these friends, blah, blah, blah. But then, yeah, at that halfway point when the discovery happens, the the right. theme of unity kicks in further. It's right here. Here are these two people learning about each other, living in each other's literal bodies. Uh, and now all of a sudden uh, there's this desperation to still have that and to not lose that connection. Super powerful, super well well illustrated and well written. And uh, on top of all of that, right? So we've all talked about, now all three of us talked about the animation, the art, uh, the writing and the pacing, the story. The last component there, the music, y'all, was great. fire. Instrumentals throughout yep. were so amazing. I'm not sure yep. who the composer is. Uh, I could probably look it up. To whoever was the composer that did, the, I mean, just uh, was able to illustrate story through through music constantly. And mm-hmm. I just, I, I think this this movie succeeded because they had the right team around it that wrote all these pieces and made them connect and brought this this story to life. I think it was just a wonderful, wonderful. And the visuals on some of the like surrealistic parts were just like mind boggling, dude. Like you know where he is falling through the memories and in the time portions and they're standing on the mountain, finally connected these surrealistic parts. Uh, just incredible to look at the, the countrysides. I don't know if I've ever seen an anime movie that drew crowds and countryside as well as uh, they yeah, did in this film. Point. Just other the than Tokyo Miyazaki, crowds were Miyazaki crazy. Has crowds better than anyone I've ever seen, but this movie really gave him a run for his money uh, your name really drew crowds as if they were alive, as if there were people in them. And right. that just elevated this movie for me. When you can look at a crowd of anime people and they don't just look like a bunch of blocks and they don't look like the crowd at Dressrosa in One Piece, because if you guys have seen Dressrosa, the anime, <laughs> when they're fighting the Coliseum, 
the Coliseum bad guy, the crowd is Toei. Are they just dots for that? Um, because Oda does such a good job. Whatever. I'm not Your saying, name. The crowds looked like they were alive. Like there were people in them. Like there were humans doing things inside of them. It felt very alive. And I think they probably borrowed that from Miyazaki, who cares a lot about crowds and crowd shots, knowing that there are single humans in each each body that is in the background. Mm. This show, very, th- or this movie cared a lot about the background. But that's my human. general thoughts on it overall. Like um, the characters are. I don't know, guys. What else do you think about this? They're sort of just regular, you know. Like oh, they're all just brown haired. I'm muted? Wait, I can hear him. Oh, shoot. Wait, yeah. I can't hear either of you. Oh, Jerry, you're muted. Wait, this is he's my go- Give me six seconds. He's, he's going away? Okay, he's I can hear you. Later. Guys, I, I talked for so long. No. Okay, what's crazy is it probably recorded what you guys said, so this will be really funny. I'm going to leave this in. Um, I, talked, right, leave it, leave it. I talked for so long a second ago that my headphones turned off because there was no sound coming out of them. So oh <laughs> you just kept going. You're like, I, I, okay, guys. So, so what do you think? Yeah. Guys? Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> the the uh, another thing about the crowds and about the characters is that they're just like all of them are just drawn as regular people, brown hair, brown eyes. You know, there's no no crazy anime hair, no crazy anime hair colors, none of that. It's just they're all just people. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a and the fact that each character is distinct as a person would be, and I. There's a huge thing about like movies and animation and TV and things like that as a as a thing. And like with a book, you you write right and you say, oh okay, you have to describe things. And there's a huge thing that it's like show don't tell, right? It, if I just have to say it out loud to you in my anime, then I I didn't do a good enough job of conveying that information. And like the fact that you quickly understand that uh Taki works and you quickly understand that he can he can draw well and he draws well whenever he's in Mizuha's body as well as in his you know like he wants to do that like he loves architecture and landscapes and you, her her shrine maiden thing isn't so like it doesn't directly tell us hey Mizuha is a Shinto priestess of a of the shrine in Itamori town it sort of just shows her going through the motions of doing those things you know it doesn't it doesn't hold our hand with details like that, or yeah. like it doesn't directly tell us that her dad's the mayor. It it just is like shows them walking by and like oh, even he treats his daughter that way. And it's like it's not like it doesn't have to just be like okay, these are our characters and this is what they do and th- these are this is how they act or how like uh, Taki is really ath- he's like fairly athletic and so whenever he beats all the girls at basketball and she's like. Uh, why am I getting confessed to by girls at my school now? Like, what's going on? Which is a, such a cute scene. Um, but mm-hmm. are you guys moving? We're here. We're here. Oh, I'm kidding? I'm here. Oh, David? David's frozen. No! <laughs> He's the only one. Wait, okay, you and me are still here? Yeah, we're still here. Okay, okay so David, the... David's actually frozen. Okay, so I'm going to keep recording through it while David's frozen. I hope he realizes that he's frozen. This I'm sure is, he will. This is the, this is the accidentally uh, I'm sure frozen part. We've had like three frozen freezes tonight, so we'll leave that in. But Kenny, I think you make such a solid point. Uh, I know that um, what this your your talk, talking point about like show, don't tell is such a great moment because uh, a lot of other animes and even just like shows in general tv shows in general and novels don't know how to do that well and so too often you end up being told a lot of things 
and it's kind of boring. Log Horizon, as our other is, thing, is the king of tell, yeah. don't tell, no. don't show. Yeah, Log oh, no, Horizon. There he goes. Log Horizon was oh, okay. David's gone now. We're good. Log Horizon was the king of tell, don't show. Uh, and and your name was the exact opposite. It was the yeah. it was able to establish things without having to tell us directly. So that's yeah. very interesting. Um, on that note, I think that the only other big thing I want to mention about your name is that it's just for sh- for a movie that did as well as it did. I, I am surprised that it didn't win out. Like it didn't win out uh, on awards. It didn't really do anything. And I guess, and I wonder if part of that just boils down to sort of the cliche nature of some of the parts of the plot. Because at the end of the day, it is still just a traditional love story. And I think that we, like, as much as a great film it is, a very powerful and profound film, we do still have to recognize and acknowledge sort of where it builds some cliche and some stereotype from certain parts. And that there is, uh, that it has fault in that matter. I think that it could be a turnoff for some certain moviegoers. I think standard movie watchers who maybe don't traditionally watch an anime movie might still have a tough time getting into this film because it does build on some of the anime archetypes that we know uh, as anime fans. So I do wonder if maybe that's where it loses some of its mass or general appeal is in that, in that moment. So I do think that's the one critique I have of the film is uh, I love it because a modern love story is like, a cool concept, right? I think we often do love no. stories set in the past, but the idea of just doing a modern love story is always fun to watch when done well. And I think including a supernatural element gives it that elevated feeling that a good a good rom-com or a good, that sort of live action film would need. And the animation just elevates that, that surrealistic and that supernatural element to it. So I think that that's really the key to all of this. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so David, he did, he did. David's reporting his internet literally died. That just happened to me. That's so funny. Okay, we'll cut it until David can come back. We will cut it until David can come back, and then we'll finish up today's episode. All right, everyone, so we have had some technical difficulties tonight. (laughs) Everyone's internet has been going out. We've really had a tough time. I'm sure you can tell that David... man. (laughs) That David is in a different setup. David, tell the boys what's going on. What's... Oh, my God. These cocks motherfuckers cucking me again. Oh, my God. God. This man ain't got no internet. (laughs) I'm just... I'm just living the life, you know? And then talking about some good old your name. And then Cox is like, nah, nah, we don't want any of that. We don't want any of that on our internet service and then they just kicked me off so here i am <laughs> they took oh, is, that all, oh is that part four what are you watching jojo's this whole time i promise i promise i'm paying attention I oh promise. my god he was like here jojo's playing like this <laughs> i know damn jump guys so okay boys so, so we pretty much i think we got all of our thoughts out before it cut out about your name we most I think we covered everything. David, Kenny, did you guys have final thoughts? I kind of said my final thoughts. We filmed did, it up. I did as well. And Kenny did as well. David, did you have some final thoughts on your name? Final thoughts. Fucking masterpiece. <laughs> if anyone ever comes up to me and is like, hey, I want to watch an anime, but I'm feeling like a movie. I'm feeling like a short thing. I'm going to say your name without skipping a beat. Watch your yeah. name. And honestly, that might be the gateway for people to get into anime as a whole. So absolutely, that shit's beautiful. That's awesome. Okay, do we should we even rank this, or is this like 
Is this is it too high status wise? Like, does it even should we? Well, rank I it? think we should. Yeah, I mean, we're we're going to give it nines and tens. I'm assuming. So <laughs> let, let's let's rank it. Let's rank it. All right, David, count it. us down. <laughs> All right, three, two, one, nine, nine, ten. Can you give it a ten? I give it a nine. I give it a nine. This movie makes you feel emotions, and that is why I watch anime. Yeah. So. I think the only thing that cut me down to a nine, Kenny, and David, I mentioned this while you were off, uh, but is this the fact that the, sh- the movie relies a little bit too heavily on some of the cliche technicalities of like modern romance that, that could be a turnoff for someone who's not a traditional anime fan uh, that could make it right. difficult. I think because of that, that was the only thing that I was like, ah, but it, the dialogue's so concise, the art's so concise, the animation, the storyline's super Super well done, super thematic. I love this. I love this movie, for lack of a better word. It made my wife ball her eyes out at the end. It's very profound. Uh-huh. It's a beautiful film. Um, so it definitely why did a solid why did, nine. Why do you write? I love you, bro. I have never uh, cried that when I when she Dad. tripped and she looked at her hand. I said no. I said I'm, I'm not done. Gonna, I was a little confused. I was like, wait, when did he write that? <laughs> When, like, did, when, did when did he write that though? I don't know. I was like he I was like he like the whole time up to that point he like obviously cares about her but he didn't really express any like feelings of love or affection in right. that way. So when he wrote when I saw the I love you I was like, "What?" But it was still I was like, "Damn." Yeah. He, he he feels that way. He really feels that. Way. Mm-hmm. He really, really yeah. After that after yeah. the date, remember she was like, "You uh, you did used to like me, but you don't you don't like me anymore. You like something." Yeah, like they they do sprinkle in like the, the yeah the the seeds of like oh he's not really he's he's actually he's actually growing feelings for this other girl that he's switching bodies with yeah. so yeah they yeah. they do plant that seed pretty early yes 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 okay great like we said masterpiece go watch it if for some reason you listen to us if you listen to us talk before you watch the movie uh go back and watch the movie if not just just watch it do yourself a favor go watch your name. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Show it awesome. to all your non-anime friends. Alright, so because we've been having so many technical difficulties, we got to wrap this puppy up. It's been another yep. great episode here on the the, unfil- the Uncensored Anime Podcast. Uncensored Anime call Podcast. Old name. Um, Uncensored anime no, podcast. that's dead, Jerry. It's dead. It's, dead. it's gone dead. forever. And you know how we always wrap it up here on the Uncensored Anime Podcast. We let our boy Kenny take us on a wild ride through another shonen anime, so he gives us our quick overview of a shonen anime that devolved into madness so, Kenny, take it away. What anime are you taking us down? Well, it's a manga, isn't it? This, I read, well, yeah, in general, it, it's almost always mangas. Usually the animes get canceled long before. But this week, I read a manga, which I read previously, but I wanted to brush up because I knew it was fucking insane. And it's called Siren. And Siren is a manga about, you get introduced to this kid, Yoshina Ageha, and he gets transported into the future to save his high school uh, classmate and you think that that's sort of the function of the show and then they get brought back and there are these like psionic powers so in the future the world is destroyed and there are these psionic powers that exist and these creatures that run around and control this the world now and there's a whole new group of people like uh, like i talked about in like phone games how there's like a new prospect of people well, let's throw that out the window. The second week that they go, the second time, first of all, they only go to the future four times, period, in the whole thing. Which, in the beginning of the manga, it feels like it's the whole function of the manga. It's the going to the future, coming back, and preparing to go to the future again. 
And the whole point is to, like, change the future, but, like, they can't tell other people about the future because that's part of the psionic power of the character that sends them to the future. And the character that sends them to the future, Nemesis Q, is actually controlled by this girl whose all her name is only, like, number seven. And they're all the... The main bad guy is sort of this... Uh, he's sort of this, like... Uh, they're all, like, these lab rats. And the main bad guy is number six. Um, but actually, he's not the main bad guy. There, a comet is the main bad guy. A comet crashes into the Earth that uh, takes control of the planet. Um, and also, the girl that he rescued has oh, two Jesus personalities. Christ. And she can summon her inner <laughs> demon, but only does it one time. And you know the psionic abilities? And there were three different uh, abilities. It was like Rise and uh, Telekinesis and some shit. Throw that out the window. The main character fuses them all together, and that's how you do your ultimate move. And he only uses it twice because the manga got canceled. But also, there was like the main Lancer guy, like his best friend, but he gets trapped in the future, and then we forget about him until the last 10 chapters. Um, what? No character has any true motivation. And then there are some characters from the first chapter that show up again at like chapter 80. So, like, they were, like, previous players of the game, and they founded this, like, settlement in the future, and then there are these kids, and the kids have psionic powers, and then they save the kids. The kids die originally in the future, but then they make it so that they don't die, and then the kids are, like, old and really powerful, and then there's, like, a separate timeline, and he falls asleep and then gets told by them to wake up, and he wakes up and he's back home. And he saved the world. Guess what? It was all a dream. It was all. It, what? it wasn't a. It wasn't a dream. He just like got beat. He got his ass beat, and he fell asleep. And then and that's that how it was ends? like his. Yeah. Well, he wakes up in the hospital when all of his friends are all of his friends are there to see him. Oh, and man. it's like uh, I don't know. Just so many characters get forgot about, and like then new characters get introduced that you don't care about. And this one does sound. This that one was sounds a like a legitimate roller coaster, dude. Like that I'm, was roller coaster. It, it just it, every every chapter felt like it was trying to pull a new element in, and it just yeah, it unravels. And sometimes, sometimes shonen manga just they just need to end. They just need to end. And Siren did end uh, pretty. Promptly. I mean, it got canceled. Yeah, so. it, it, it did. It never got an anime adaptation. So poor Siren. I always wanted to read it uh, when it was coming out because I heard it was popular for quite a bit. But it ended up kind of derailing, and then it actually did get canceled. It's crazy because it made it over the hundred chapter mark, but then mm. got canceled like quickly after that, which is wild. That, like, it, I think that Siren is like Kenny's the the basis of Kenny's shonen anime unravels and just needs to end. This is like the author really just had no idea where he was going, and it went way too long, and uh, it it developed into something that it was not. So that's crazy, boys. Uh, it was a bleach Tita Kubo, but just like an actual right just tank. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. The fun the fun parts weren't bad, but fuck man, it just spiraled. It needed in. That's fantastic. Okay, guys. On that note, we are wrapping this puppy up. The end after a tough technical difficulty night where we had to play with our good friends over at Log Horizon, and they got to talk about one of the best anime films potentially, I would say, of all time. So, uh, what a great night to talk some anime. And get things together. So let's talk about what we're doing next on the Uncensored Anime Podcast. So David suggested Log Horizon. So we are now moving on to Kenny's suggestion. And Kenny, what are we watching this week? 
So this week we are going to watch another anime movie that I really like, um, and it's on Netflix. Check it out. It's called A Silent Voice. A Silent um, Voice. It had a. I, I both read the short manga and watched the movie. Uh, you should check it out. And then we're going to do a recommendation from our father. From our dad. He said we should check out Copcraft, which is a reverse isekai. So I haven't started that, but uh, I'm excited to check it out, you know? Yep. Copcraft, super short. It's 12 episodes, and it's also based on a light novel. So if you have any interest in that, it's a light novel. It's uh, on Hulu. It might be on some other platforms, but it's for sure available on Hulu right now, both subbed and dubbed, if you would like to check that out uh, and come back and hear our review on it next week. So that's going to be awesome. Yep. So Copcraft in a silent voice next week. Same bat place, same bat channel uh, right here on the Uncensored Anime Podcast. Make sure to check us out. Boys, you got anything else to say? No. All right, then, boys. Let's end this. Peace.